I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi Emily. Hi Brittany. How are you? I'm okay. I'm not I'm not coughing quite as much as I was last weekend and I can speak like a full sentence without having to stop to hack up a lung, so I figured we could try recording this week. That's great. I've missed you terribly. Well, Rusty and Rusty and Carlos did a good job, but I'm glad to be back. Yeah, I'm glad you're back. It was fun recording with them. It was funny because first I'm like, ah, I'm just going to record with Rusty after Carlos leaves. But then I'm like, why not have both? So I decided to ruin the podcast and have both of them on. It took us three recordings to do it because like the first two oh my god it was just inappropriate jokes and rusty was getting more in depth about his uh his story about the escort and it was just it was just like yeah i don't think that emily's gonna enjoy listening to this so i stopped it (laughs) i mean have you heard the rest of our podcast yeah but I don't know, just your approval is so important to me that I didn't want to mess it up. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad you're back. I missed you. I feel like I haven't talked to you in a long time. As I lose you. No, I'm here. Oh, hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> That's good. So, how has uh, your week been? I saw that you were out drinking and eating good food with your coworkers. Yeah, we um we had a work dinner at a Korean barbecue place that my boss has part ownership in, and. I meant to not stay very long and only have like a drink and then sneak out, but that didn't happen. 
were the drinks and food that good that you wanted to stay or well it's just there was a lot of drinks like I started with a glass of wine and then like, oh, I'll get a cocktail or something. But then somebody like asked me just sort of casually what I drink. And I'm like, oh, I don't like whiskey. And my boss overheard and he's like, oh, I have a bottle of, of Johnny Walker Blue because, you know, it's like his restaurant. So then all of a sudden I had a giant fucking tumbler of blue in front of me. And I'm like, OK, I'll drink that. And then <laughs> then there was a martini. And there are a couple of dots, shots of soju in there because it's Korean and that's, you know, what you drink at a Korean place. And then there was some sort of horrible melon cocktail. Ooh. And then lots of... You don't like uh, melon? Ugh, I hate melon. And then there was lots of Korean food, Korean barbecue. Korean barbecue is the best, isn't it? Oh, I fucking love it. Who was, were you the one putting the meat on the thing and like making sure that it's. No, they come around and they come around and do it. They do it. Wow. A lot of the Korean barbecue places here, you have to do it yourself. They just give you the raw meat and they're like, ha, good luck. No, like you can, you know, you can stir it around yourself and take it off if you like it, like more glass done, but they're always coming around to check and to cut things up. That's really nice. That sounds fun. It's always nice when, you know, you're like, ah, I don't know if this is going to be a good time. And then you drink a lot and eat good food. And you're like, you know what? This was worth it. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but it was fine. That's good. I mean, the food was good. At least, you know, you got good food out of it. Yeah. I do like food. Me too. And... Speaking of food, uh, there's going to be a Galaxy's Edge cookbook. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't doesn't seem like there's enough stuff to make a whole cookbook, but whatever. There are a lot of those tie-in cookbooks around. I have a Twin Peaks one. Is it, like... You're just making pies and stuff? Because aren't there a lot of pies in Twin Peaks? There are a lot of pies in Twin Peaks. So the cookbook is written by Mark Sumerak and Chelsea Monroe Castle, who has previously worked on a number of fantasy-themed cookbooks. The official Black Spire Outpost cookbook intends to allow fans to recreate the food available at Disney attraction which is presented as an actual in-universe food from Star Wars mythology. So I guess if you want, like, the official blue milk recipe, that's the way to go. Yeah, because I don't think I want to pay, like, $10 to possibly drink something that I don't like unless I start becoming one of those, like, food bloggers or something. But I don't think I have, like the time or patience to do that because I mean that means I'd have to be on my phone all the time and you know I go to Disney parks to be like you know what I'm having a good time not to take pictures of food be like look at this I'm eating this it's good you know here we go specifically the book is written from the point of view of Strano Cookie Tugs 
one-time head sh- chef at Manus Kanada's castle on Tokodana as seen in 2015 stars of Fork Awakens. After working for the Cantakers Maz, Tugs apparently traveled across the galaxy picking up food tips before settling down to write a cookbook. And that'll be out in November. Did you say the f- Did you say the Fork Awakens? No. I don't well, make puns. I don't approve of them. I wish I was good at puns so that I could say a pun back to that. But I'm yeah, not, nobody's so. good at puns. Hmm. Well, it's 176 pages. And... That means that in those 176 pages, I will have the recipe to make my favorite Ronto wraps. So I am excited to make that and, you know, like have a party. Like I saw that um, one of our listeners had a party in like a watching party and she made like Phantom Menace themed foods. And that was awesome. Yeah, it's a cute idea. You could do something fun with that. Yeah. Or there you go, like when when we're have zero content after the end of this year, then we can we can do some cookbook recipe reviews. Wow, what a like full circle that we're going to go in. You know, we start off talking about Star Wars. We talk about how people are in bed and then we talk about food or like cooking food. Like it's just like a circle of fun. What part of it is a circle? Like, okay, so like the top of the circle is Star Wars. And then like one fourth into the circle is we, t- we rate people in bed. And then the other part of the circle is we talk about Mendo. I don't, and I don't think you understand part... what the phrase come in full circle means. I don't understand a lot of things. So, no, I understand what the coming full circle means. Okay, because the way you used it would not demonstrate a knowledge of that fact. Yeah. But speaking of circles, there's a new Star Wars kids cartoon. I'm really proud of that segue, by the way. And it is <laughs> Star Wars rollout. And it is a little, like, I guess I would say, like, preschool age, maybe younger, even in that, like, two or three year olds, if you want to stick them in front of the screen for two minutes. And it's basically here's Star Wars cartoons if everybody was shaped like BB 8. <laughs> and the first episode went up yesterday. And it's BB 8 lost in the jungle, BB 8ing around. It's pretty, pretty cute. Did he like get unlost in the in the forest no not yet not yet when it ends he's still lost in the forest because it's just chapter one oh my god 
That's a lot. I'm watching the trailer right now. Okay. Wow, they're all balls. Except for the porgs for some reason. <coughs> they're actually also, if you, um, like in the first episode, there's some other droids and stuff that are not BB-8 shaped. And there's a gonk droid. And then there's some alien, like, animals that are not BBA shaped. Hmm. That's exciting. It's very cute. I'm glad they're getting more, like, content, like, Star Wars content for, like, uh, smaller kids. You know, like, kids that can't really grasp what Star Wars is. Yeah, and the animation style is really, is, is, you know, it's that younger skewed, it's really simple, um, sort of muted tones, but lots of things moving around. And it's just, I don't know, like I said, like eight times now, it's fucking cute. Hmm. Well, I can't wait to see... Okay, wait. I have the episode right now. Oh, it's like I mean, two it's minutes even, long. Okay. Yeah, it's and it's even even younger than Galaxy of Adventure in terms of the audience because there's not even any dialogue in this. I don't know if that's how the whole show is going to be, but in this, it's just BB-8 beeping about. Yeah, it's cute. I'm like scrolling through it and just him in the forest and with droids and then plant things. Then he meets a little uh, creature thing and it's cute. I would watch it. I probably will. But I'm behind on Galaxy of Adventures still, so I need to catch up on that. Yeah, I sort of forgot about it after the first or maybe like the second batch of them went up. And then I just never remembered while I was in front of my computer. Hmm. But I'll go back and do that at some point. Yeah, that sounds good. So... Another interesting piece of news I thought was interesting. Wow, it's only like 15 minutes in. We're almost done with our news. <coughs> uh, but um, another interesting thing. So back to, you know, Galaxy's Edge and all that shit. Um, Disneyland is, I guess, cutting their employees' hours due to low attendance at Galaxy's Edge. Okay. And, like, usually, like, their employees that are full-time, you know, they're working, like, 40 hours or more, and their hours are getting cut down to, like, 30, 35 hours. So that could be easily, like, they're losing around six to $800 a paycheck, which, that's a lot of money. And the article says something interesting about how, you know, when they created this ride, you know, they thought that Smuggler's Run would be, like, a two, three-hour wait. And here, I'll check, I'll check the app right now because I checked yesterday and the wait time was a hundred or no, it was 80 minutes, which that's not that long compared to Disneyland rides. And 
it's one of the shorter waits for like one of the big rides at Disneyland. Like I saw that the Matterhorn was 150 minutes and I was there just a, a week ago and it was around 80 minutes also. Yeah, right now it's 90 minutes. Uh, Matterhorn is 50, 45, but it's only 11 in the afternoon here in California. But I don't know. I I sincerely still think what's happening is that because, you know, the crowds are not as big, like I was telling, I think I was telling Rusty and Carlos the last episode that it was the slowest I've seen Disneyland in years. And it was during the summer, which is supposed to be like one of the worst times to visit Disneyland. Yeah. And I think this is happening because people were scared that there are going to be so many people at Galaxy's Edge. So they're like, you know what? We're not going. And I think that's what's going on is that all these people underestimated, you know, how many people were going to buy tickets to go to Galaxy's Edge, you know, especially after the reservation system. Because personally, I think that during the reservation system, the parks were busier. And now that they're not doing it, it's a little slower. But also it's the end of summer. Anything that people are trying to get in is much as possible so i don't know what do you think about all this i mean i have no idea because i don't know all the different stuff that factors into to theme park attendance and whether it's a general drop in disneyland attendance that galaxy's edge just wasn't enough of a draw to make up for or if there's other stuff going on Hmm. Well, I think I remember hearing somewhere that attendance went down like four, three percent, which, you know, obviously isn't a big deal for Disney itself. But still, that's interesting because, you know, it's summertime. It's when, you know, people are supposed to be like crowded in the parks and everything. And, you know, it wasn't like when I was there, like it wasn't busy at all. And I go a lot during the year, like I have an annual pass and usually because of the annual passes, I feel like so much more people go during like the weekdays now and everything. So now during the summertime when people's annual passes aren't uh, valid, so like they're blocked out, that's when non-pass holders are getting the advantages of, you know, less crowds and everything. So I think that's another thing too, is that because the annual passes are being blocked out so much that there aren't as many people in the parks. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's ridiculous because, you know, unfortunately, like my stupidity, you know, like I I bought a ticket to go in for like my mom's birthday. Then I bought a ticket to go into Galaxy's Edge. And it's ridiculous because, you know, I I purchased a pass that's around like four or five hundred dollars to get me into Disneyland whenever I want. But it's not whenever I want because I can't go on weekends. I can't go during holidays. I can't go during the summer. It's blocked out to like two, three hundred days. And I really think that, you know, because of this attendance thing that Disney need, needs to look into this and be like, maybe we shouldn't block out so many days. Maybe we should give them some weekends because like seeing the park, how slow it was during, you know, one of the busiest times of the year, it was really weird. But Disney's probably not gonna do that because they don't care. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Disney World 
And also, and also just what happens when the second ride finally opens. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. And especially when the annual passes start working again, which will be in like September, I think the crowds are going to be crazy. Like here, I'm logging into the Disney World app right now. And like people are waiting like three, four hours for rides. And especially in Animal Kingdom, that one flight of the Avatar ride, like people are waiting like five hours to go on that. And people are waiting for what, like 80 minutes to go to Galaxy's Edge. Like it doesn't make sense that so many more people want to go to an Avatar themed land than a Star Wars land, you know? Well, yeah, but you can't compare like across like that, I don't think. Yeah, like here, let me look right now. Yeah, Flight of Passage is 145 minutes uh, wait time right now. While Galaxy's Edge is like 90, 100 minutes right now, probably. But, I don't know, we'll see. And then Galaxy's Edge right now is doing their kind of like, back not backstage event like uh you know all the press are coming and i think they're doing a thing for the annual pass holders that they can go in and preview galaxy's edge and i'm still hearing good reviews it definitely looks more spacious obviously like than disneyland and you know some things are Mm -hmm. different like the x-wing and like the a-wing are in different positions and uh different colorings of like the buildings and everything but I don't know. I can't wait to see when it actually opens so that we can see, we can compare crowds. But I definitely think that because Disney World is so big and that it attracts, you know, so many tourists from all over the world that Galaxy's Edge there will do so much better than here. Yeah. I mean, if in general, they are a lot busier. That would make sense. Yeah. I don't know, though, but I sincerely feel bad for those employees who are getting their hours cut because I I don't think that Disney employees get paid a lot anyways. I mean, there is that one article about, you know, how a lot of them like have to sleep in their cars because they're not getting paid enough and that they don't really get a lot of benefits. Like, I remember when my sister was doing a college program there, like she was working like 80 to 90 hours a week, like they do not mess around over there especially those college kids like you know you sign up to do these programs and they're like okay you get free park admission but you know you're working every single day or you know you're doing this you're doing that and obviously you can like choose you know when to work or like what shift you want to work or something but still it's like it's so much like these overworked people and you know they're losing hours I don't know I just I hope everyone's okay I hope that it'll get better for, like, their sake. And, yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care one way or another about Disney's bottom line, but I do care about employees. Yeah, because those employees, like, bust their asses. Like, I've met so many wonderful Disney cast members. And, you know, especially, like, you know, I go to the hotel a lot. I go to, you know, like, downtown Disney a lot. And I've had nothing but great experiences with, you know, all the cast members. If Disney is good at something, they're good at, you know, hiring and, you know, getting people that are so wonderful and, you know, love 
you know, the Disney atmosphere. And it's nice. I like it. But I don't know. I also hope that they'll, because sometimes Disney sends, or the annual pass uh, holders or whatever, they send us emails. They're like, oh, you have more days. So I really hope that Disney sees this and gives us more days. Because I would like to use up my pass before it expires and before, or if I decide I want to get like one of the big passes. Because I mean, like definitely, like if I'm seeing that the parks are this slow during the summer, like I want to bump up my annual pass so that I can go whenever. Because I don't want to be like, oh, it's Monday. This is the only day my pass works. I have to go. Like, I want to be like, you know what? I'm bored. Let's go to Disneyland today. I want to have the freedom to do that and also the money. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, which is exactly why they're not going to open up more days for your pass. Exactly. Fuck. Yeah. I don't know. I should just move to Florida and then just go to Disney World because that that's worth it. Like even though their pass is like that, like over a thousand dollars, like you get four parks, uh, you get two water parks. And I just love it over there. I need to go back there sometime. But I have to save up a lot more money because I don't have my person that to give me discounts there anymore. <laughs> that makes a difference. It really does. Like, God, I, I just remember being able to just have my sister call me one day and be like, hey, um, I'm off next week. You should come up and visit me. And just like planning like, a trip like that in like two days you know and it being so easy because it's like okay like I already have your passes you know this and that hotels like 40 bucks a night because of my discounts and just it's like my god then now it's like you go and it's like all right you have to pay for hotel you have to pay for you know air airport fees then you have to pay uh I don't know it's just a lot of money I need a job. Can someone hire me? I can send you my resume and cover letter. The, the podcast one and the real one. I, like, I, I need to get paid more <laughs> than I do now. Yeah, if anyone wants to like sponsor, or if you want to sponsor our podcast or something. I don't know what yeah. we'd advertise. I mean, like I'll advertise your sex toy or whatever. That's fine. Yeah. I don't think I've ever used one of those. Seriously? Yeah, sponsor me to try it. Yeah. I just, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to get. Oh, oh my God. Oh, sweetie. Okay. <laughs> well, that, we can, we can talk about that some other time. But yeah, I mean, if anyone wants us to sponsor, I feel like I would be the perfect person to sponsor it because I have no experience in anything. So <laughs> you can, hey, I'd like for you to sp- like to use this and let me know what you think. You know, it's like, you know, those beauty tutorial people and like certain brands come to them and be like, hey, use this product and review it on your channel. Like this is my opportunity to review this on our channel. Yeah, if anybody if anybody knows anybody at Babeland, you know, <laughs> reach an extended because they have a really great selection of shit and and cater to helping people find what they need. 
<laughs> so that's perfect for Brittany, apparently. I guess so. I guess so. Well, the other news we have this week is that there is going to be a new book, and it's The Secrets of the Jedi, and it's in Luke Skywalker's point of view. Yeah, and it's sort of like a Jedi encyclopedia, question mark? Yeah, like, okay, so, like, I found a quote from it. The Secrets of the Jedi promises to be expansive, incorporating lore from Star Wars, Clone Wars, and Star Wars films and beyond. To see Luke Skywalker address the Force priestesses from the Clone Wars and other iconic Jedi like Qui-Gon is especially surprising and sure to intrigue fans new and old. So, like, I mean, it's, like, his point of view of, like, certain Jedi. Here, let me zoom in to this page and read it. I don't have my glasses. Uh, let's see. Ahsoka Tano was the Forder Pabinawan of Anakin Skywalker before he turned to the dark side. Yeah. I mean, this is obviously stuff that we know, but it's from like his point of view. So I'm interested to see if any Jedi we know from the movies that obviously we know because you know we see them and everything, if he has a different point of view or a different knowledge of them yeah it'll be interesting to see how much new information there is on here and how well it is written in luke's voice because sometimes like there's the conceit of oh this is an in-universe thing and then it doesn't actually read like that at all but apparently it's going to have special interactive features, including a pop-up holocron, a translator card, a Jedi equipment booklet, and more. So, okay, it's going to be expensive. <laughs> I'm not buying it. Are you going to buy it? I just don't know what I would get out of it. I mean, anything particularly interesting is going to be up all over Twitter the day it comes out. Hmm. And frankly, I just don't think I care about the Jedi that much. I don't think so either. I mean, I don't really care for them either. And I don't know. I'm just not a really big book person. Like, I have read only a couple books. Like, I read the last Jedi book. I still haven't finished um, the Padme book. Have you read the Thrawn book with Mendo in it? No, because here's the thing is I realized is... I just don't give a shit about Thrawn and Zahn is too military sci-fi for me. I find that like really dull and he's way too far up Thrawn's ass because it's like his creation, you know? And so I always feel with like with Thrawn, it's always the smartest guy in the room, always the wisest guy in the room. Hmm always got to be more clever than anybody else and that is both annoying and boring to me. I don't I think Zahn is a guy who's not good 
with writing his characters with real flaws. That's a really interesting perspective that I haven't heard. And, you know, it brings up a good point that Thrawn isn't flawed. Like, he's supposed to be this, like, perfect villain and everything. But in the Clone Wars, he was still fucking awful because he wasn't able to get the rebels. And, you know, something like that should have been, like, so easy. Like, it should have been easy for Vader to, like, snap his fingers and for all of them to be dead. You know? But it wasn't because, you know, the story was supposed to progress. And I don't know. Like, I've never really thought much about Thrawn other than everyone thinks he's hot. Well, not everyone. Didn't you say you think he's hot? Yeah, he's totally hot. Yeah. And you could do cool stuff with him. I think the idea of the character is really interesting. It's just I I honestly would rather basically anybody else be writing him. Hmm. Cause I think I think Zahn is too into his own creation. There are yeah. just some writers like that. They're, you know, especially I think you actually kind of especially see it in writers working with other people's IP where they have their their creation and it can become really well it's sort of like I feel like Thrawn is what all the shitty people like say about Ray in terms of like Mary Sue which is a term that has now been ruined <laughs> but but it had had really like a strong definition and a useful one in fan fiction in terms of the sort of self insert character and there were there were there were tons of different signifiers for it and it's it's become you know any character you don't like but i f- i feel like thrawn often fits really well into that slot <laughs> Yeah. I don't know, though. I mean, if I was an author and saw that out of everything in the expanded universe, my character was the only thing that was canon, I feel like I would definitely, like, feel like I need to celebrate that and, you know, write that. But at the same time, it's like, it would be cool to see, like, Thrawn's flaws and everything. And I don't know, like, I've just, I've never really been into Thrawn. Like, when I first dipped into like the expanded universe and everything like it just wasn't my thing like I saw that okay like Luke has a kid um he had a wife but then she died because Han Solo's kid killed her or something and then Han Solo has three kids and one of them turned to the dark side then Chewbacca was killed by a moon you know it's all these things and it's just it's like I'm glad that's not canon now because it gives wonderful writers and wonderful directors to you know create something you know like this new trilogy like we have ray we have finn we have poe we have so many of these wonderful characters that are helping shape you know the lives of new and young and old star wars fans and i don't really think anyone could have benefited from chewbacca getting crushed by a moon you know and people are benefiting from you know like ray finding out who she is and you know, Finn finding out who he is and, you know, like, to choose from good and evil, you know, like. Yeah, and discover what he's capable of and who he can be. Yeah, and Poe seeing that, you know, like, what it's like to be a leader and, you know, learning from your mistakes, you know, and uh, just it's so many wonderful, beautiful lessons that we're learning from this new trilogy. And I'm so happy it exists. And I'm so happy that 
you know, I don't know. Like, good for Zahn that, you know, his character is now canon. But I don't know. Like, I just, Thrawn's not my dude. But if Thrawn's your dude, I'm happy for you. I'm glad that you're getting all this material. I hope you like it. I hope it's good. I hope Mendo's good in it. But it's just not for me. Yeah, and that's fine. Like, I don't need all the material. I just need Emily's. As long as I get like (laughs) (laughs) As long as I get some of the material. Yeah. Uh, Well, we're only a couple weeks closer to getting possibly new information from the Mandalorian, so I'm excited. And episode nine. We might get some I don't know, might get to say JJ and there see JJ and say what's up. Might see Favreau and Give him a high five or something. I'm kidding. That'd be cool, though, if I was, like, friends with them. Be like, hey, man. But I don't know. But I'm excited. We're getting all this information soon because I feel like we haven't had any news in, like, 17 years. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, hopefully, hopefully D23 gives us something substantial. Yeah. That would be good. I hope so. I'm just excited that I have time off from work. Because I enjoy my vacations. Especially like taking my vacations in Anaheim. It's nice. And then I'll be there next year for celebration. Ah, I'm so excited. Okay. What other news do we have this week? Oh my god, that's it. Um, we have a bed watch. Oh, um, okay. Oh, yeah, the Secret of the Jedi that comes out November 19th, but yeah, bed watch, uh, from Turbo. Um, it's Hobby, and if you don't know who Hobby is, it's the dude in Empire Strikes Back when Leia's talking to all the pilots about, all right, this is how we're gonna escape, and he's the dude that says, two fighters against a Star Destroyer? Yeah, because he's one of the one of the like, and then he gets killed, right? Later oh, in yeah. the Battle of Hoth. Yeah, because you don't talk back to the princess, you fucker. I mean, it turns out he, he was. I mean, in terms of how far that goes, he was right because he totally gets killed. Yeah, because his little snowspeeder gets shot down. Yeah, but a lot of people escaped. So it was partially a success, even though the Echo Base was destroyed. Like, they still escaped. Like, some of them obviously didn't make it, but it was still a good idea. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I mean, okay. Look, was this Turbo? Mm-hmm. There's not a lot to go on here, Turbo. I got, even though apparently he was in some episodes of Rebels or some shit, but he wasn't in one of the three episodes of Rebels I saw. <laughs> so. But I guess he was buddies with Wedge or something. Yeah. And Wedge is a good dude. So I assume that, you know, even though this guy decided to vent out his, you know, frustrations or worries to Leia. I think, I think that's, I think that is a valid question. He didn't like super fight her on or anything. And he didn't commute mutiny like Poe. He's just like, 
literally two fighters against a star destroyer i think is a fair legitimate question to raise maybe but i mean obviously his line was put in the movie so that us viewers can see oh is this possible like he's the dude that's like is this possible so how would we rate the is this possible dude in bed I mean, he's got a dumb outfit, but that's not really his fault. He's on hot. It's cold. I mean, he could style it, though. Like, maybe that he can, like, do, like, a little, like, French tuck with it. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't think you can French tuck a, like, one-piece suit. I don't know. Magic? Um... I don't know. <coughs> he seems like a country boy. Like, he seems like someone that would always want to go to, like, the country bars or, like, ride the, the bowl or something. He seems like he'd call you ma'am. Yeah. Cowboy hat. Hello, ma'am. It reminds me of when we were in Chicago at that one pizza place and Rusty kept calling that waitress ma'am. <laughs> she was like, do not call me ma'am. <laughs> oh his real name is Derek Derek Hobby Dropping Lines played by Richard Offfield clip from Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back I don't know I don't know how he would be in bed but he's tall and I don't know, like, fucking tall dudes could be fun because they mean they can just, like, pick you up and take you anywhere. Well, I mean you because you're short. I'm also tall. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't think that he would be bad in bed, but I don't think that he would be someone I'd be calling my friends up the next day and being like, I had the best dick last night, you know? No. Like. But I don't think he's going to be like the worst delay you ever had either. No, like he'd be a good like one night stand. Like respectful, kind, gets to the point. I don't know what else to add. Oh, and he if he had a cowboy hat, he'd he'd wear the cowboy hat. He just looks like a country boy. Yeah, I can see that. Hmm. I don't know. I don't really have anything much else to add because, like, I'm trying to, like, imagine. But I just... Nothing, you know, he's not terrible. He's not the best, you know. He's, like, in the middle, you know. He's, he's like, a solid B. Passing, passing grade. grade. On a pass-and-fail uh, pass scale, he's pass. Alright. Well, thank you, Turbo. For... So... Yes. So we got a fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> from Andy Campbell. <laughs> but, Andy... 
Andy, I love you dearly. Two of your suggestions are children. Andy, we're we're open and loving women, but those are children. I there's not a bone in my body that could answer that question. Yeah. Okay. So the the three the three were Sababa, which fine, whatever, Kitster, and Wald. <laughs> They're both kids. I mean, do we ever see them as adults in anything? No, we don't. They never come back, right? They're not like in some cartoon that I don't know about? I don't think so. But yeah, I don't think we can answer this question, Andy. Like, thank you, though. You know, I I appreciate your presence, your emails, seeing on social media how, like, happy and how wonderful your life is but we can't answer this question (laughs) yeah because here's the thing is we take fuck mary kill like literally with the fuck mary kill it's not just like which one of these do we like the most and which one are we happy to kill like yeah we're not no they're like it's like seven years old (laughs) what the shit yeah but but yeah i see chris fresh we do have limits yeah we do. So, yeah. So, I'm listening to the Geek Dudes. <laughs> Good segment. The most, the most recent episode, the one that with uh, Mr. Johnny Grasso from Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners. And, okay, first of all, I came up several times. And not all of it was complimentary. At least you were brought up. Some of it was very complimentary. <laughs> <laughs> so, some of it was very complimentary. Johnny Grasso said very nice things about me. But... I'd like I'd like to address several things that happened in the episode. So, first of all, there was a uh, a snide remark about me disliking Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan, which which is not the case. Okay, so what happened is I recorded an episode of Star Wars Spelt Out, and. I didn't even bring it up. Josh did, but I was talking about the fact that Ewan doesn't sound like Alec Guinness, which he just doesn't. It's a great performance. I love him. Like he's one of the only things I like about the prequels, but he still doesn't sound like Alec Guinness. And that's all I said was that his Alec Guinness impression is not Alec Guinness. And, that was interpreted as me, like, fucking slandering Ewan McGregor. And that's not, that no. So, first of all, Chris Fresh, fuck you for that. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, this is our new segment, which is fuck you, Chris Fresh. I want a theme song for it. But, um, oh my god. Then, there was us talking about bestiality. And, okay. Because Chris had raised the concern of, like, what was off limits in Bedwatch and Fuck, Mary Kill. And now, first of all, obviously, as, as we just stated, children, not okay. <laughs> but we've said we're not, we've said we're not doing bestiality. And that 
inspired a Geek Dudes conversation of what counts as bestiality in Star Wars. And Chris said, if if you wouldn't be given a medal in a ceremony, then it counts as bestiality. (laughs) I think that is totally not true. I don't think you can qualify Chewbacca as an animal. I, he's not. He is a person. Now, there's a big difference between, like, whether or not, like, you would fuck somebody and whether or not that's bestiality. Like, they brought up Jabba the Hutt or just Hutts in general. And I, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I want to fuck Jabba the Hutt. Obviously, I don't. I think that'd be a pretty miserable experience. I don't even know how it would work in terms of the anatomy. However... I don't think you can qualify it as bestiality. He is a he is a sentient, sapient creature capable of informed consent. So he's a person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say the job of the hut is the person. It doesn't mean that. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't count as bestiality. Like, you know, a a bantha can't give informed consent it's like it's an animal it's a beast of burden it's a creature and definitely there's stuff in star wars where we don't quite know where the classification's a little bit muddier but chewbacca's definitely a person oh yeah like having sex with chewbacca would not be bestiality now you could still say you wouldn't want to have sex with a wookie totally understandable but it's not the same as like having sex with a chimpanzee. Yes, because chimpanzees can't give consent. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So we were because they were talking about the the cantina and how some of the things in there, like there's a bat creature. And yeah, it's very much like a bat, but it's a bat who wears clothes and it's getting drinks in a bar. So I got to say, bat creature, not bestiality. I'm not saying I would necessarily want to have sex with a bat creature, partially because when I see the bat creature, even though he's in a cantina, I look at the bat creature and there's something about like the way that makeup effect is that makes him look like a little kid. <laughs> I don't think he is a little kid, but the the look of it is enough to go, okay, I don't want to have sex with a bat creature. But again, sex with a bat creature, not bestiality. Because that bat, that bat is a person. Yeah, there we go. People. Anything yeah. else you want to address to the fuck you, Chris Fresh uh, segment? Oh, there, there, I was put on trial. God, I'm like an hour into the podcast and I feel like I like missed like so much. Oh my God. Yeah, I was put on trial because, and this was a saga that happened before, which about me accidentally unfollowing Chris on Twitter. And then there was a whole thing about whether or not it was really an accident or if I had done it on purpose. And they went through to like, see how much effort it would take to unfollow somebody and how you like, it would take, like you had to go into their profile and then you click on follow and then it brings up a confirmation scene. First of all, it doesn't on my phone. I can click on any tweet and there's an option to unfollow. And if you accidentally hit that option, it doesn't even give you a confirmation. 
Also, finally, I was vindicated when Johnny pointed out if you had said something that would have said her enough to make her unfollow you, she would have yelled at you about something rather than unfollowing you. Yeah, maybe. But I know that sometimes if someone does something and I'm like, I don't feel like addressing this, I'm going to unfollow you, which I maybe you've done with people before. I don't I don't want to speak for you, but maybe. But I, I don't think that you unfollowed Chris Fresh on purpose because I would. Know. I've I have done that. I've done that to people before, not to people. I'm yeah, friends yeah with. exactly. And that's the thing is. I would know too. And I can't keep my mouth shut about anything. Like if someone tells me a secret, I'm going to accidentally like give hints about that secret. Like, <laughs> okay, that's great to know. <laughs> no, but um, I'm totally kidding. But yeah, like I, if I thought that there was actually like beef with Emily and Chris fresh, like I, I would like accidentally like hint at it or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, also, I wouldn't have, like, continued to be jokingly mean to Chris Fresh if I was actually pissed at Chris Fresh. Also, I wouldn't have continued to be talking with him in DMs and shit. Oh, you guys DM each other? Yeah. We're very nice to each other in DM, actually. So it was him that you fucked in your dream. (laughs) I think it was him. That is remaining. Okay. People, everybody has a theory. Everybody has a theory. Only two people know. Well, three people, if you're counting me. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, because I don't don't think it was Jonesy. Because if it was Jonesy, then I think that you would have a three-way with him and Lady J. Because that just just feels right to me. Well, then it would have been better than mediocre. Yeah. Like, you have to fuck both of them. Like, you know? Like, just out of respect. (laughs) I'd fuck Lady J. Yeah, me too. Like, they're both, like, wonderful people. Like, fuck yeah. And then... Dirty Uncle Mitch. I don't know anything really about Mitch. All I know is that he's Dirty Uncle. But because I I don't think that you had sex with the Dirty Uncle. And then there's Chris Fresh, and I almost said his balls because I I thought about how like his balls kept like coming out when like he was getting a spray tan or something. Yeah, that's interesting because most people have guessed Mitch. Really? Yeah, no, I think it's Chris. Yeah. Okay. I just, I've, I've been enjoying seeing what people have to say about it. I did not expect it to have that much of, like, here's what I expected to happen. I would tell that story on the podcast. It would make Chris laugh when he listened to it. He'd, I assumed it would be brought up on, like, the next episode of Geek Dudes. I did not expect it to be a recurring theme. And I did not expect other people to latch on to it so much. Yeah. I mean, I would be honored, too, if someone had a sex dream about me. Like, that's that's like a level of achievement that I wish to get on one day. I don't know. Like, I want something about me to scream, like, having sex dreams about me, you know? And, like... Hopefully not a mediocre one, though. Yeah, I guess. Well, I don't know. Like, were you listening to, like podcast before bed or something because like i can't that's like the one thing i can't do is listen to podcasts before bed like i only listen to podcasts like at work like and i'm very i'm very particular because if it's like if i'm like listening to a podcast when i'm like in the mood or something like i just I, I, then i like i always think about it and i'm like i can't i can't think about that like i don't know <laughs> no i've been i've been listening to well because i've been listening to both hey hey and it's the podcast and the and the geek dudes i had been 
because I was that was when I was in the middle of the move and I was super stressed. And so all I was doing was listening to podcasts. And that was one I could listen to that didn't take a lot of effort on my part and I knew would be like funny and distracting. So I listened to it like several fucking hours a day for like two weeks. It was like all I was listening to. Hmm. Yeah, I mean. Which is why I'm sure the dream. But I do I do listen to podcasts before bed. Generally, if I'm listening to podcasts before bed, it's it's podcasts I've already listened to because then if I fall asleep, it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, then again, you know, I binge listened to a podcast and now I'm fucking one of the co-hosts. So, I mean, I'm not saying that the same is going to happen to you, but I mean, the same is already happening to you in your dreams. So how's it? How's it? Yeah. But okay. Well, hopefully not one of the geek dudes. Yeah. What with their marriages and serious relationships and everything. Maybe like all maybe like they're okay with it. Like maybe they're like yeah like let like let's bring over Emily you know Emily's a good time I mean Johnny Grasso was speaking highly of you talking about how sexy you were I even got well like hot and flustered when he said like when I was this like when he's like yeah Emily's sexy and I'm like yeah Emily is <laughs> the great thing there was like when when Chris Fresh is just like oh Emily hates us right now because I'm so glad he said that because I was just sitting at my desk being like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god. <laughs> Like, it's very nice and very complimentary. I was also, like, just extremely embarrassed. Yeah. I love it, though. Ah, well, I guess this ends our segment. Uh, fuck you, Chris Fresh. Um, I, hope you have, I hope you're having a good day, Chris Fresh. Um, or if anyone else is listening. <laughs> By the way, I love the fact that he's always Chris Fresh. It's always his full name. Yeah. Which isn't his real name, but that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I wish I was smart enough before the podcast have a fake name because now maybe all my future employers are like searching my name on Google and they see this podcast and they're like, um, yeah, she's talking about how she's never used sex toys. Uh, I don't think we can hire her. (laughs) (laughs) What jobs are you applying for? Government jobs. No, I just like the fact that you sound like the fact that you've never used sex toys before is the disqualifying factor. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe like sorry, you 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 have to have sex toy experience. Me too. I mean, maybe this is why I've been applying for jobs for like six months and still haven't found anything because I haven't used sex toys. Like maybe that's like the answer to everything. Okay. But uh, speaking of sex, we got an email from Dom, Canto Bitch number one. Um, oh, yeah. Geez. Okay. So uh, we're going to end this podcast on a lovely note. Um, it's been a month and I've decided I will no longer wait for someone to do this. Y'all Canto Bitches have had long enough. Does Yaddle squirt? <laughs> now, I will say. Do you squirt? When I. <laughs> okay. Let me finish. What I... we'll, we'll, we'll circle around back to that. I was going to say is. When I texted you about this, I'm like, I have no idea what to say about this. And you're like, no, I totally have a thing for this. So you have the floor on this one. Okay. My response to this question is who fucking squirts? Like, who can do that? I can't fucking do that. Like, who? That's like a a magical power. Like, you know, there's like... There's, like, things on, like, you know, how to, like, Cosmopolitan probably has, like, the article on, like, how how you can get yourself to, like, like, I'm only, I, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't watch, like, porn, really, and, and I know that porn stars, like, do it, but, like, 
like how do you do it like does anyone like do you like is this even a thing like i mean it seems to be a thing like it would seem to there's enough anecdotal evidence online that i would assume it's a thing but here's like here's the thing for me is like why why is it something that you want to do to me it's just like eh, i don't like that just seems like an extra mess yeah but i mean like the d- dudes have a mess too so i mean like it well yeah but why do you need to add to it like then you're just adding mess on top of mess that's just more yeah, mess and, like doesn't even feel good like for some reason like i associate that with like just like feeling weird you know like i don't know like does it feel good like i don't know if anyone <laughs> i don't know if i want a response to if anyone here escorted please let me know <laughs> i don't know but that's that's my response to this i don't know okay but that was not that that was not the question the question is specifically about yaddle i mean maybe i mean like she's a jedi so like maybe like they have you think that's a jedi power i think if you think about i mean that's a weird that's a weird jedi power because they're not supposed to be forming attachments and having sex at all no maybe like she makes herself do it like maybe if she thinks really hard and you know gets into that zen mode and then like but she has like sharp nails too so i mean like that could be like kind of painful can you use force powers to masturbate i don't know i used to know a girl that could just like cross her legs and she could like orgasm so maybe I mean, you can move things. Yeah. But I don't know whether the... If the effort involved would, would like, counteract the pleasure of it. Like, would it, you have to be too focused on the actual, like, work of it in order to enjoy yourself? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, if you can lift a fucking spaceship, then you can make yourself squirt. But you should be able to like, is, is the force like, what do you call it? Like the force telekinesis stuff. Could you have it fine tuned enough where you could do that sort of, 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 of delicate, maneuvering i would think so i mean maybe that's why jedi are okay with being celibate is because you know they could do that shit on their own maybe like forced sex is like better than like people sex i don't know well not to anakin because he found a wife but i don't know I bet that's probably not in that Secrets of the Jedi book, is it? I mean, I'd be buying it if it was. Oh my god, if that were in the Secrets of I would buy like 10 copies of that book. <laughs> I'd frame it. Uh... <laughs> Sex um... Secrets of the Jedi? Sign me up. Yes. Well, thank you, Dom, for uh, the email. Um, I don't know if if you or if any listeners has if any of our no 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 no. I'm just asking them to answer the question if they think that Yaddle squirts. I'm not asking like if they squirt personally. Like I'm asking them if Yaddle squirts. Okay. Yeah, that works. Yeah, we're not doing a Twitter poll on that one. 
No, I think we get kicked off of Twitter. Well, no, I don't know. I I think that porn people poke. Like, you're allowed to take pictures of your boobs and put it on Twitter. So, I mean, but I don't think that we're ready to do that. (laughs) No, no, ready to ask questions, not put pictures of our boobs on Twitter, but ask those kind of questions. Well, on that note, Emily, where can we find you in the podcast and social media? (laughs) Um, You could, sorry. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at EF Lind. You can find the podcast at CantoBitePod. You can email the podcast CantoBitePod at gmail.com. Send us bedwatch suggestions. Send us fuck, Mary kills that don't involve children, Andy Campbell. Also, Andy Campbell, explain yourself. <laughs> yes. And you can find me on Twitter as CantoBrit and Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go It's time to serenade my girl Lindo Sorry the ladies where I had to say no But if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto No shame in the game Make even Rogue One seem tame But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main Yeah, that's fire Love on the rocks leaves the love on my socks Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked Especially when y'all truly whips out his cock Canto bite Episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo My girls E&B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches all my Canto bitches Start off with my Aussies Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch With Canto bitch number one Josh made it a team And had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream That made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo And throw back some brew Fish tacos and San Fran You know we approve Rebecca from Perth I haven't met you yet Last shout to Fruity Dude I didn't forget This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Rabia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and horse be it scum and villainy King Tom Death Watch The most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time so I shout a Raj too You know the list ain't complete without lesson boo This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name Don't feel no shame You love the fun The games And refresher bangs Hang on every word Of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes Every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word Maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know Maybe ask the girls If Yaddle squirts Take your CBD Send in your top three, And you'll always be A bitch like me Get him Eric
Shit.